better call somebody. I'm back, baby. What? 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 Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment of clarity. What's happening, everybody? We are back at it again. My name is Stefan G, and you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity. Right here on the Promised Life Network, Moment of Clarity, each and every week. On Thursdays now, y'all, Thursdays, you can download the podcast at thestefang.com. Also, don't forget to find us on iTunes and on Stitcher on your handheld mobile devices. So what's happening, folks? I'm back. Back from spring break, back from a much-needed break from reality, back from a much-needed vacation from ugh. You know know how sometimes you need a vacation from ugh. That's what I got. I got me a vacation from ugh. But I'm back now, and I'm ready to have some fun, and we've got an interesting show today. Today, we are talking about the... Three reasons they will never love you for who you really are. It's a big one. And when I was thinking about doing this show, you know, it came and it went. You know how I do. I come up with this idea. That one doesn't work. I come up with that idea. Eh, That's just not quite it. And then this one just hit me. The three reasons that they will never, ever, 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 ever love you for who you really are. And when I say they... They can be anybody you plug into that situation. It can be a lover's relationship. It can be friendship. It can be your parents. It can be coworkers. It can be people in your church. Whoever is around you, if you have found yourself in a situation where you feel like these people aren't really loving me for who I really am, these are the three top reasons why they will never love you for who you really are. And you know, for, man, it's been over a month now, I've been on this who you are topic. It's still with me. I don't know why I'm being driven to drive it home. Yes, I said driven to drive. I don't know why I'm being driven to drive this fact home. It could be because it's something that I wrestled with so greatly over the past couple of years and even still wrestle with in some major factions of my life. But today, the top three reasons why they will never, ever, 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 ever love you for who you really are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Before we get started, let me remind you that this and every episode of Moment of Clarity is brought to you by your best resume ever. If you need to update your resume, create your resume, you're changing careers, you've moved to a new city, you just got out of college, you've been laid off, whatever the situation may be, if you need your resume to be the best one you've ever seen in your life, then you need to go to yourbestresumeever.com. There you can find tips, strategies, even sample resumes that you can model your resume after. So go check it out. It's yourbestresumeever.com, yourbestresumeever.com. So we're going to get right into it today. As you know, we only have an hour, and there's so much to say on this topic. So we're going to get started with number three, the three top reasons that they will never love you for who you really are. And when I say this, I put the emphasis on who you really are. You can get people to love you. That's not as difficult as some of us might believe it to be. But for most of us, somewhere down the road, we can convince people to love us or we can show attributes that will get people to love us. But are we getting people to love us for who we really are? Because, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag on this one. I watch Scandal every once in a while. I don't watch it on Thursdays because y'all jokers be getting crazy on Thursdays. But I do watch Scandal on Hulu, probably like two weeks late. So 
if you see me on Facebook, don't tell me what happened because I haven't seen it yet. But there was a scene in Scandal where Cyrus, who is the president's chief of staff, is talking to his homosexual husband. And he. It's after they did something really scandalous, hence the name of the show Scandal. And I can't quite remember what it was. I think he tricked him into sleeping with the vice president's husband or something like that. Y'all watch the show. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway. His homosexual husband looks at him and says, I don't know who you really are, or I thought I knew you, or something to that effect. And Cyrus, the chief of staff, looks at his homosexual husband, and he says to him, I'm the same person you married. You just didn't see the horns sticking out of my head. Now you can see them. And so when I thought about this topic, I thought about that scene, because We have this persona that we put out, but is that who we really are? And then you get into these situations where it's like, I didn't know that you were like that, or I thought I knew you, or I thought you were different, or something like that. And so that's why I came up with this particular show, the top three reasons why they will never love you for who you really are. Because when you begin to show who you really are, people get squeamish, man. They get get to acting funny and start to feel in some kind of way and you know we can put all the cliche statements on it they start acting brand new and they start doing this and that but number three number three the top three reasons why they will never love you for who you really are number three is they never get to see the real you and I wanted to put this at number one but I think it was the best intro for number three they never get to see the real you we In all of our relationships, whether it's romantic relationships, family relationships, uh, co-worker relationships, friendships, uh, church acquaintances, whatever you want to call it. In all of our relationships, we as human beings have a tendency to utilize what we call ideal self. And this is something that if you've heard uh, me on the radio with our mental health counselor, David Taylor, we talk about this all the time. We have a tendency to... Uh, promote our ideal self and your ideal self is basically who you think you are who you wish you were and who you think you should have been by now you know so the number three reason they'll never love you for who you really are is because they never get to see who you really are they never get to see the real you the only person they see is the ideal self they see who you think you are and when i say that i mean you know you might be Here's a perfect example. We've all heard the story. Most of us have heard the story about the person who works at McDonald's full time and that's what pays their bills. But they have a record company or they're selling CDs out of the trunk or, you know, they're trying to promote a rap career, something of that nature. Right. Well, the only person that that person promotes, the only part of their self that they promote is the rap guy the only part of their self that they promote is the rapper the only part of their self that they promote is the record producer the only part of their self that they promote is the model photographer and the entrepreneur and the this and the that add any label that you want to it you can the only part of they sell their self that they promote is the lover and the caring one and the one that listens all the time but you never show the real self The ideal self is such a great listener, but the real self is inside your head saying, I really wish they would shut up. I get so sick of listening to them complain. And nobody can love that person if they never get to see that person. And in the same way, nobody can love the guy that works at McDonald's if all you ever tell them is that you're a record producer or a rap star or a budding rap star. You're trying to make it in the industry or you're a model who works as a uh, business analyst during the day. If you're only promoting the model and you never get around to telling anybody that you're a business analyst, how can they love the side of you that is a business analyst? Because there is that side of you. There is that part of you that's not a model 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Granted, you would like to go to that place where you are a model 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but right now you're not there. And so if they don't get to see the business analyst, if they don't get to see the guy working at McDonald's, if they don't get to see the 35-year-old guy living with his parents with no job, they don't get to see that part, how can they love that part? 
And what happens is the guy that works at McDonald's and he's promoting the rap star, he's promoting the record producer, he feels so bad about working at McDonald's and then also feels like nobody's going to accept him as a person who works at McDonald's. He feels like I'll only be accepted as a person who is a rap star or I'll only be accepted as a person who is a record producer. And so he never takes the time to show that other side of himself. He never takes the time to show the little horns sticking out of the top of his head. And that second side doesn't necessarily have to be a bad side. It can be a good side. It can be a neutral side, but they never get to see it. And if they don't get to see it, how can they ever fall in love with it? You know, I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about a situation where somebody is in a not so ideal life situation. You know, things have gone bad for them lately and they're not really in the ideal life situation. But we were talking about it and he mentioned how this person is probably holding back because this person believes I can't get into a relationship in the situation that I'm in. You know, I can't date anybody in my current life situation. I don't have enough to bring to the table of a relationship, right? And my friend was pointing out how this person could be restricting themselves from finding the one person who would love to help them pull out of that situation, who would love to be there to support and encourage and empower and inspire and, and you know, lean on and just be there for this person who's not in the ideal situation. I'm not using names, of course, so forgive me if you're getting a little confused with this person and that person, but you've got this person who's not in an ideal situation who's decided I'm not gonna date because I don't have enough to bring to the table. And my friend pointed out, if they don't see that side, how can you ever meet the person who's gonna fall in love with that guy who's not in an ideal situation? How can you ever meet the person who's going to be there for you, who's going to strengthen you and give you a shoulder to lean on and a shoulder to cry on and a person to talk to whenever there's and whenever a not so ideal situation comes about? And he was making the point that my friend, this guy, is really restricting himself. He's putting an anchor on himself that doesn't necessarily have to be there. And I said all of that to say, when we're only showing our ideal self, when we're only showing people the part of us that we wish we were, when we're only showing people the part of us that we think we are, not who we really are, but who we think we are, when we're only showing people the part of us that we think we should have been by now, then they never get the chance to really meet and find out about and fall in love with and care for and support and encourage the real you, the real person. And this affects all areas of life. This can affect career. This can affect your spiritual life. This can affect your relationships. This can affect everything. You know, you talk about like career. It can affect if you're stuck in ideal self, right? And you feel like I got a business mindset. I'm a great marketer or I'm an awesome salesperson or I know I can be a great lawyer. Let's go with that one. I know I can be a great lawyer, but you're not a great lawyer yet. You are in law school, but you're not quite a great lawyer yet. But if you're stuck in the, I know I can be a great lawyer, or I know I'm going to be a great lawyer, or I think I should be a great lawyer, if you're stuck in the ideal self, then you'll apply for jobs that you're not qualified for. You will apply for a position as a lawyer instead of applying for a position as a legal assistant or a paralegal or something like that that you are currently qualified for because you're stuck in the place of what I should be, could be, would be, right? Uh, let's talk about spiritual. There are many times in my life, I'm gonna talk about my life, there are many times in my life where I have done what I like to call talking to God through a rose-colored microphone. And I say that because we always hear about people saying you're looking through rose-colored glasses. You're seeing things the way you want to see them. And I know in my spiritual life, I've spoken to God in my prayer time through a rose-colored microphone. I've told him the things that I believe should be true and not talk to him about the things that actually are true. You know, let's say somebody did you dirty. They did you wrong, right? They just were flat-out wrong. You didn't do anything to cause whatever it is that they did to you, you know? 
But when you go to talk to God, you don't talk about how it bothers you and it hurts you and you can't believe they did this and you trusted them and they broke your trust and your heart is hurt and all of those things. You don't talk about that. All you do is talk about how you know you need to forgive them and you know you need to get over it and praying that God would help you to do that. And that's what I mean when I say talking to God through a rose-colored microphone. You're not telling God what actually is going on. You're telling him what you think you should be doing or what you've heard is supposed to happen or what they told you, how they told you you should react in this particular situation. And so ideal self can affect everywhere. And of course, we know relationships. It can affect relationships greatly because you end up with a false relationship because this person thought that you loved kids when you don't really like kids that much. Or, you know, like I have a 10-year-old daughter. Let's say I meet someone who, because they want to be with me, acts like they love my 10-year-old daughter when deep down inside, they never wanted to have any kids. But they want to be with me so bad that they put on this ideal self of a person that likes children. Then what happens? We go down the road and we get along in the relationship and they start acting funny towards my 10-year-old little girl and they start acting weird whenever she's around. And I'm looking at this person like, what's going on? What changed? Well, the truth of the matter is nothing changed. I just didn't get a chance to learn and fall in love with and care for their real self. They gave me an ideal self, the person that they thought I wanted to meet. And so we have to be very careful not to give out only our ideal self. We have to be very careful to present our true self, who we really are, where we really are, what we're really doing in life, and what that really looks like. And and true self is not always a bad thing. We always think of you know, the true self as, oh, all the skeletons that are in the closet. But that's not necessarily true. True self can be wonderful, fantastic, and amazing things as well. But we have to really give of our entire self. We have to really give the truth, you know? When you're meeting someone, talking to someone, you know, of course you're not gonna let all of the cats out of the bag on the first time you meet them or the first date or your first day of work or anything like that. But as time goes along, we need to begin to tell the truth. And we need to, we need to begin to give people our real selves and not just our ideal selves. I know I breezed right through that. There was so much to say in that. But that's number three. The number three reason that they will never, ever, ever love you for who you really are is because they never get to see the real you. And so we need to, as people, begin to really produce our real selves when we are out producing ourselves and not just put up the facade, not just put up the mask, not just put up the ideal self that we think people will accept. Because you'll be surprised. People will accept you for who you are if you let them know who you really are. And we'll talk more about that here in a second. So number three reason they'll never love you for who you really are is because they never get to see who you really are. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a second with number two and number one reason while they'll never, ever, ever love you for who you really are. Back in a bit. Since the fetus via Jesus didn't vote for Caesar Had a dream that he was spitting weak You didn't notice either True leaders set aside their own comfort Just to serve others, sisters, brothers Single fathers and mothers False teachers spilled from the mouths of hell's messengers They only like to hear themselves talk of bare pestilence Controllers for scriptures according to their excellence But there is no condemnation in Christ Save your arborists The odds of a babysitter calling 911 One in 1400 The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism one in 150. To learn the signs of autism, visit AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Quick, what do these sounds have in common? <laughs> these are the sounds of geography. Geography helps us understand connections between people and places. But our kids aren't getting enough of it. Half can't locate Japan or India, and 20% can't even find the Pacific Ocean. So we created MyWonderfulWorld.org to give kids the power of global knowledge. Go to MyWonderfulWorld.org to learn more. It's a wonderful world.
like to break it Put a gun to your back, try to take it Couldn't run for the facts, he gotta make it Suffer cause your love ain't an act for fame now Never let him hold back your flame yeah. Better than that, the devil can't change you On the same level with the disciples and kings His value is never measured by the price of your things Your life is worth more than that Your body is built to weather any storm In fact, we are never meant for any harm Relax, see the stars in heaven, you were born for that Why the angels blowing horns cause you back from the dead In the middle of a war you trapped in your head I'd rather chase the wonder of the light instead And keep the pace till the hunger of this child is fed Moment of clarity is your man Stefan G. And we are talking about the top three reasons why they will never, ever, ever love you for who you really are. And I know the title is kind of like, it's a little negative, but hey, it's my show. It's what I came up with. Uh, <laughs> but number three was they'll ne- they never will love you for who you really are because they never get to see who you really are. And I think that's one that we really, really, really need to pay more attention to throughout our lives. Show people who you really are, you know? The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's specifically the good, amazingly the bad, and outrageously the ugly. Let them see all those facets of you because you will wean out the people that won't be able to handle you or deal with you or anything like that. You will draw to you the people that are attracted to that type of person and personality And it'll just make life outrageously easier. You don't have to fake it for anybody. You know what I mean? You just don't. You don't have to fake it for anybody. And you become so much more aware of yourself and so much more accepting of yourself because those people who continue to be around you are the people who accept you for who you are. For instance, I've got a friend. I'm going to say her name, but you guys don't know her. Her name is Rose, and Rose is... She's eccentric. (laughs) She is truly one of a kind. But, you know, and it took me a while to kind of get used to how much of a one of a kind personality that she is. She doesn't take any flack. She doesn't give a crap what you think about it. She lives in her world and in her lifestyle and she loves it and she cares about you. But if you're going to give her some trouble, she could lose you just as easily as she can hang on to you. You know what I mean? It's like. People are like pennies to her. I can pick one up. I can drop one down. I can donate one and I can save one all the same. Right. But it draws people around her who want to be around her and it eliminates people from being around her who don't want to be around that type of personality. So at the end of the day, she is surrounded by people who love her, care for her, want to be around her, have a good time with her. And we all have a blast once we accept who she really is. And she always gives you the real you or the real her. She's not going to beat around the bush at all. And I really admire that aspect of her because it's made for her. She's been successful because of that, because in her career, she puts it out front. She lets them know how it is. And if this isn't the right job for her, she's not going to change and configure herself to try to fit into this position because she knows ultimately she won't be happy. And if she's not happy, she won't perform well. And if she doesn't perform well, she'll end up quitting or getting fired. But it's all because she tried to go into a situation that she wasn't fit for and tried to fit in. But she doesn't do that. She just goes balls to the wall, man. And and they love her for it. And I love her for it. So kudos to you, Rose, if you're listening. Okay, so number two. The number two reason why they will never, ever, ever love you for who you really are. And the number two reason they will never love you for who you really are is because you haven't accepted who you really are. You haven't accepted that for yourself, who you really are. Now, I know I have, do, and probably will at some point in time in the future struggle with this particular one, myself, accepting myself for who I really am. In order to do that, you have to take time to discover who you really are. And, you know, we've done blog posts and radio shows about discovering who you really are. But once you discover those things, you have to accept that person. Because if you don't accept it, then why would anybody else accept it? And like I said, we have to discover who we really are. But once we discover who we really are, we have to be accepting of that person, that who we really are person. You know, and too many of us don't take the time to really accept that person. I mean, think about it like this. It's like I'm sitting down and I'm having a bowl of cereal, right? And this bowl of cereal is named Stefan, okay? So I'm sitting down and I'm having me a bowl of Stefan. And if I look up to you and, and I say, you know what? This is the nastiest cereal I've ever tasted in my entire life. 
It's absolutely disgusting. Nastiest cereal I've ever had in my life. And then I look at you and say, have a bite. Well, (laughs) you're not going to want to have a bite of something that I just told you was disgusting. You're not going to want to taste any of that. But we do that to people all the time. We haven't accepted ourselves for who we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we want to look at people and say, well, you accept me. Because if you can accept me, then I can accept me. And they're looking at us and saying, well, if you don't like what you see, why would I want to taste your nasty cereal? And so the number two reason, like I said, that they will never, ever love you for who you really are is because you haven't accepted yourself for who you really are. And I mean, when I say the good and the bad, I'm not talking about just the bad. I mean the good as well. You must accept the person and type of person that you are. It is so important that we do this as people. We must accept the person and the type of person that we truly are. And when I say that, I mean the loud person, the mean person, the loving person, the inspirational person, the impulsive person, the hot-tempered person, the naive person, the caring person, the bold person, the strong person, the gullible person. We must accept all of those different aspects of ourselves, you know? And then once we accept them, we can start to configure them and and mold them and, and develop them into whatever it is that we would like to be. But we have to accept what we are first, you know? It's like if I want to build a castle and I've only got five pieces of wood, I have to accept the fact that I can't build a castle with five pieces of wood. I have to look at where I really am right now. And then I can say, well, if I go buy some more wood and get some nails and some stone and some brick and some concrete, then I can buy a castle. But I have to realize five pieces of wood isn't going to get me a castle. And we do the same thing with ourselves and our personalities and our lives. We have these big, audacious, hairy goals. We have these big, audacious dreams and visions and destiny that God gave us. But then we're trying to do it with five pieces of wood. So we have to take all of these different aspects of ourselves and we have to accept them ourselves. And let me give you an example. I used to say this all the time. This is a quote from Stefan G, right? I used to say this all the time. People would always look at me when I was going through adverse situations and they would always commend me on how strong I am and how I handle adverse situations with such strength and composure, right? And I remember saying to a friend of mine one day when he complimented me on that, you know, I was, com- I was basically complaining. I was complaining how, you know, n- n- nobody's around for me to lean on, you know, and I'm still letting people lean on me, but there's nobody around for me to lean on. And he commented to me one day, he said, you know, I would have never thought that you needed somebody to lean on. He's like, I've watched you go through so much throughout the six, seven, 10 years that I've known you and you make it through every time. So it never occurred to me that you would need somebody to lean on. And I told him this was the quote. I said, it's too much work to be strong. I don't like it. I don't want to be it. It's too much work to be strong. And in making that statement, I wasn't accepting who I was. I wasn't accepting who I was. I wasn't accepting my personality type. And in doing that, I was ruling out handling a lot of things that I could handle if I could only accept the fact that, look, I am the strong one and that's who I'm here to be. And I just kind of got to roll with that role, you know. And not only that, you'll hear people say things like they can't handle the real me. You know, I've said that one before, too. They can't handle the real me. Well, if you never show it to them, then how can they? handle the real you. Heck, you can't even handle the real you. So what makes you think they can handle the real you? You know, or this is one I like. I'm not mean, I'm honest. Now, I have never said that one. (laughs) But I'm not mean, I'm honest. Yes, you are honestly very, very mean. But like I said, if you accept that part of you and you say, you know what, I'm kind of a mean person. Yeah, I'm being honest in the things that I'm saying, but the manner in which I'm saying those things is kind of mean. I'm really being, you know, kind of a prick about the whole thing. Then you can look at those five pieces of wood and say, okay, I want to build a castle. I want to build the type of person who is not mean, who can say things honestly with uh, decorum, who can say things honestly with a little bit of savvy and a, a soft touch to it. And you can take those five pieces of wood and you can purchase or gather or acquire the knowledge and the wisdom and the skill and all of those things to build the castle of a person that's not mean, even though right now you're working with five pieces of wood for a person who is mean. 
Are you with me? Are you still with me? So the number two reason that they will never ever love you for who you really are is because you haven't accepted who you really are. And I think personally, on the inside, this is probably our biggest struggle as human beings because this is the reason that we put on the ideal self. You know, the number three reason was they see the ideal self and not the true self. Well, the reason we don't show them the true self, we only show them the ideal self, is because we haven't accepted the true self. And so if we don't accept the true self, we don't think anybody else is going to accept the true self either. So once we accept who we really are and we accept our true self, then we can begin to show our true self to others and we can begin to let them see who we really are. I know I'm up and down and back and forth, but I know you're getting it. You're with me. So number three reason they'll never ever love you for who you really are is because they never get to see the real you. And the number two reason that they will never ever love you for who you really are is because you haven't accepted who you really are. Number three and number two, there's only one left to go. That would be the number one reason that they will never, ever, ever, ever love you for who you really are. There is a number one reason, and we'll get to it when we get back. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. Before we go, let me tell you, go to the website, thestefang.com. That's the, S-T-E-F-A-N-G.com, and click on the button that says Quad. That'll take you to our Facebook group. It's called The Quad for Moment of Clarity. And you'll be able to join in on additional discussions. We'll take some of our topics from the radio show and extend them further. And you will get exclusive preview of every podcast that comes out. You'll get it before anybody else. So go to thestefang.com, join The Quad, check out Moment of Clarity every single week. My name is Stefan G. I'll be right back. Now maybe bring them back to where you came from So someone can get a glimpse into your problem And tell the pastor to come out where you live So he can see the damage firsthand to bring all of his kids You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile, and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Marine Corps Sergeant Andy Robinson was paralyzed when his Humvee was blown up in Iraq. Paralyzed Veterans of America helped Andy get all the health care and benefits he's entitled to. To support paralyzed veterans, go to pva.org. Is a habit? I guess you back at it again. You need a yeah, and plus you need some answers. Cause you just lost your mom's to cancer. You really need a and you didn't try all the drugs. From Vegas to NY, you've been to all the clubs. You wanna and you done try new shoes, you done try new clothes, but you still feel low, so you know you gotta and maybe you could get you a new you, a new crew, a new dude that might suit you and your a new somebody to lay with Cause the last five just ain't make it They all better A brand new car on sixes The one you got now needs fixing And plus an oil You done try to do place new clothes New taste, new ways, new face But you still need a Moment of clarity, my name is Stefan G And you are still tuned in Thank you everybody once again for taking the time to download the podcast moment of clarity each and every thursday we're on thursdays now you guys remember thursdays now so if you try to catch us on friday you're going to be a day late and all your friends are going to be talking about it and you're going to miss out it's like not watching scandal on time (laughs) 
Now you have to avoid Facebook because all your friends are talking about what was talked about on Moment of Clarity and you didn't listen. So make sure you check us out each and every Thursday right here on the Promise Life Network. You can download Moment of Clarity, like I said, every Thursday at thestephong.com. You can also catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and just about every place else that you can uh, download a podcast. And if you want to find me personally, check me out, facebook.com slash thestephong, twitter.com slash thestephong. I mean, basically, just wherever you're at, type in thestephong and, and I should pop up. So we're running through the top three reasons that they will never, ever, ever love you for who you really are. We've gone through reason number three, which is that you never show them who you really are. They never get to see the real you. Reason number two is because you haven't accepted who you really are in order to show them who you really are. And then we get down to the number one reason. This is the top one. This is the big one. This is the big kahuna. The number one reason that they will never, ever, ever love you for who you really are is because you haven't accepted the fact that you've already been accepted. That's the number one reason. You haven't accepted the fact that you've already been accepted. And I know some of you kind of know where I'm going with this one, but I'm going to say it anyway because, hey, I carved out like 10, 15, 20 minutes on the radio show to talk about this particular topic. So the number one reason (laughs) is because you haven't accepted the fact that you have already been accepted. And when I say that, Yes, I'm talking about God, for those of you who are ready to skip ahead. Yes, I'm talking about God. But I'm also talking about people, because people always talk about what they won't tolerate. You know, you hear it all the time. In business, people talk about what they won't tolerate. You know, in their personal lives, people talk about what they won't tolerate. Oh, my gosh, in relationships, good Lord, Jesus in heaven, people talk about what they will not tolerate. I mean, come on, go down the list. Uh, ladies, I've heard it all. Well, I don't want a man who doesn't have a job, doesn't have a house, doesn't have a car, doesn't have some type of ambition, doesn't have goals in life, isn't ready to take care of me and my family. Go down the list. Guys, come on. I'm not going to tolerate some girl with an attitude. And The list is forever, right? Yes, ladies, I know I only listed one for the guys. <laughs> I got to stick up for my boys. Um But it's what we do. We go through these things that we won't tolerate about other people. I'm not going to tolerate somebody that does this, and I'm not going to tolerate somebody that does that. And guess what? We tolerate it anyway. (laughs) We do. Nine times out of ten, we tolerate it anyway, especially when you're talking about in relationships. In fact, the only reason we've made the declaration that there is something that we won't tolerate is because we have tolerated it before and it drove us crazy. It drove us absolutely bonkers. And the reason I say all of that is because people will surprise you. And I don't want to say that people will surprise you regularly, but every once in a while, people will surprise you. Because if they were honest with themselves, they tolerate that stuff all the time. And so there's no reason for you to believe that whatever it is that you have going on inside of you, whether it's you are a mean person or you're too loving, you know, you just care about everybody and you cry all the time because everything just touches your heart. That's not a bad thing. You might see it as a bad thing. Somebody else might see that as the kind of heart they've been waiting for their entire life, you know? You might see that you being mean is a bad thing. Well, don't be mean, but let's say you being direct. You might see that that you being direct is a bad thing. Somebody else might be like, wow, finally somebody who cuts straight to the chase. Somebody who I don't have to listen to 15 minutes of buildup in order to get to the meat of the story. There's somebody out there that's looking for exactly what you are and exactly who you are. And even, I, I, I don't wanna limit this to relationships, jobs, friendships, uh, acquaintances, sports buddies. There's somebody out there who is looking for exactly who you are. And so you have to understand that you've already been accepted by somebody, even if you haven't met them yet. There's somebody out there who has already accepted you for who you are, even if you haven't met them yet. And that's, that's on the people side. Now you go to the God side, well, that's the easy one. God accepts you completely for who you are. He does. 
It's kind of like we talked about in one of our past podcasts called Liar Liar. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. God accepts you. Yes, go check it out. Finish this one first, but then go listen to Liar Liar. God accepts you completely for who you are right now. If you were, let's say you're not saved, right? You're unsaved, you don't know Jesus. If you're unsaved and you don't know Jesus right now, and you go say the sinner's prayer, whatever version of the sinner's prayer somebody gives you, and you go and you say, God, I want you in my life, you know, open my heart, come into my life, so on and so forth. Guess what? From that moment to the end of time, you are accepted by Christ. From that very moment, you are accepted by Christ. You are. You are accepted by Christ from that very moment in time. He accepts you just the way you are right now. There's no limit to it. There's no special circumstances. Yes, does he want you to grow? Does he want you to develop? Does he want you to have a better relationship with him? Absolutely. But the Bible always equates God to the father, right? And just like any good parent, if I have children, however my children are, I accept them how they are. It doesn't mean I want them to be that way. It doesn't mean I don't want better for them. It doesn't mean if my child is, you know, rambunctious and doesn't pay attention in class. <clears throat> doesn't mean, yes, I'm talking about somebody. It doesn't mean she doesn't listen to the show, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I don't want her to stop being so rambunctious and pay attention in class, right? But I don't accept her any less. She's still my daughter. She still gets all the love in the world for me. She still gets princesses and Barbies and books and and she still gets donuts for dinner every once in a while. And, you know, all of those things, all of those benefits that come along with being my daughter. She still gets to come on the radio show every once in a while. She still gets to play with the microphones. She still gets to come to boring business meetings. All of those benefits come with being my daughter. Right. And the same thing goes with God. God accepts you for who you are right now. Everything else you do, like, I heard it said best this way. God, and I, this isn't mine, this belongs to somebody else. God accepts you fully where you are today. Everything you do tomorrow is just icing on the cake. He accepts you fully, loves you fully where you are today. And everything you do tomorrow is just icing on the cake. It's just extra. It's just bonus. It's just more gravy. It's just extra cheese. You know what I mean? It's just bigger jug of Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, it's more sugar. That's all it is. Everything else is more icing on the cake. What you're doing right now, who you are right now, that's the person he accepts you as. Because he knew when you came to him at this point in time and you were ready to be accepted by him, he would accept you just where you were at that point in time. God doesn't say, eh, I don't really like what I see right now. Come back to me in a year, and if you got it all together, then maybe you can be saved and go to heaven. He doesn't do that. And so the number one reason that they will never love us for who we really are is because we haven't accepted the fact that we've already been accepted. And I know that's kind of a mouthful. You know, I say accepted a lot in that statement, but you got to really grasp that. We have to accept the fact that we've already been accepted. We've already been accepted by someone. Someone has already looked at us in our, let's go back down the list. Somebody has already looked at us in our loud, mean, loving, inspirational, impulsive, hot-tempered, naive, caring, bold, strong self. They've looked at all of those attributes and they've said, I'll take that one, right? I can, uh, here we go. I can best say it like this. Imagine I've got a basketball team, right? And, or let's say this. Imagine Jesus has a basketball team, right? And we're in gym class. We're in middle school where you got to pick your teams, right? And so Jesus is captain of one team and somebody else is captain of another team. We'll call him Bob. So, <laughs> yeah, Jesus versus Bob. So Bob's picking his team, right? And Jesus starts picking all of these guys that nobody wants on their team. You know, Jesus looks at you and you can't shoot the ball. You know, you can't pass. You can't dribble. You're short. You can't catch and you're slow. Completely disqualifies you for basketball. Right. Any two of those would completely disqualify you for basketball. But you've got them all. You can't shoot. You can't pass. You can't dribble. You're short. You can't catch and you're slow. And you know what God says? God says, I want him on my team. 
Bob's like, which one? The the short one that can't pass, can't shoot, can't dribble, and the, the slow short one. That's the one I want. I'll take him. And everybody's looking around like, why? Why why do you want him? Doesn't matter why. He's accepted you. He's picked you for his team. God wants you on his team. I know you heard that one before. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. He does want you on his team on his team. And so I think if we can go through these three items, right? The top three reasons that they will never, ever love you for who you really are. And I know you might be like, well, I don't need nobody to love me. Sorry, my ghetto voice isn't what it used to be. Let me try again. I don't need nobody to love me for who I really am. I love myself. Well, you know what? That's just not true. Because as much as you may love yourself, we all have an internal need to be loved. It's put in there. It's in our DNA. There's nothing we can do about it. If we really, truly feel like nobody loves us, we will fall in the worst depression anybody has ever seen in the history of mankind. We will. It happens all the time. When people really, truly believe that there's nobody out there that cares about them, it's it's just not good. Right? And so if we can go through these three items, number three, number two, and number one, And we have to start at number one. Number one is we have to start at realizing that we've already been accepted by Christ and that there is somebody out there waiting to accept us for who we really are. There's a job out there waiting to get a person just like you. And there's a woman out there waiting to find a guy just like you. And there's a guy out there waiting to find a woman out just like you. And you know what? Chances are there's two or three of them out there actually waiting to find somebody just like you. And when I say two or three, I mean there's probably two or three women, two or three men, two or three jobs, two or three friends, two or three churches, two or three volunteer organizations that are waiting to find somebody just like you. If you walked in the door tomorrow into the right place, you would feel like you were at home. And so we have to realize that number one, we're already accepted by Christ. Even though we can't dribble, we can't shoot, we can't pass, we're short and we're slow. He takes us on the team anyway, right? And then number one A is that there's somebody out there in whatever situation it may be, whether it's business or relations or friendships, whatever. There's somebody out there who has already accepted you as a person, even though they haven't met you yet, right? So once we realize those those things, once we realize that we've already been accepted for who we really are, then we can begin to accept ourselves for who we really are. Once we realize that God accepts us, once we take into account that there's somebody out there who's waiting to accept us, that can kind of help us to accept ourselves, especially realizing that God accepts us for who we really are. When we really grasp that concept that he takes us short, fat, and slow, then it's okay for us to be short, fat, and slow. It's okay because he likes short, fat, and slow or tall, skinny, and fast. Or whatever else you might be. Sorry, I couldn't think of anything but short and fat and tall and skinny. But in the same facet, once we realize that we've already been accepted, then we can begin to accept ourselves for who we really are. Then we can begin to look at this list of loud, mean, loving, inspirational, impulsive, whatever's on your list, naive, gullible, strong, bold, whatever's on your list, right? And we can look at those five pieces of wood and we can begin to put together the necessary tools to build the castle that we would like to see, right? And we can begin to accept who we are now so that we can move to who we want to be future, right? We can accept who we are now so that we can move to who we want to be future because we can't accept, we can't move because we can't move to who we want to be in the future until we accept who we are now. Just like I said with the castle, we can't build a castle until we realize we've only got five pieces of wood. Once we realize we have five pieces of wood, we can gather the necessary tools and materials to build the castle that we want to see. And so once we realize where we really are, we can gather the necessary tools and materials to build the person that we think we should be or have always wanted to be or just that we like to be, right? And then once we do that, We can begin to show people our real self so that they don't not love us for who we really are just because they've never seen who we really are. We're more comfortable showing people who we really are when we accept who we really are. And so we realize that we've already been accepted and then that causes us to accept ourselves, which causes us to show other people the real person that's on the inside.
which then causes them to see who you really are. And you end up finding that job or that loved one or that person or that friend who's just been waiting for somebody just like you to come through their doors. It's an interesting uh, pathway, but it's the pathway that works. It's the pathway that works. And so in recap, the top three reasons that they will never, ever love you for who you really are. Number three is because they never get to see who you really are. Number two is because you haven't accepted who you really are. And number one is because you haven't accepted the fact that you've already been accepted. And that, that is the key one. That's the kicker. That's the number one. That's the big dog. You have to understand. We must understand. We must realize that we've already been accepted. We've already been, there's already somebody in love with us. His name is Jesus. He picked us fat and slow, tall and fast, skinny, short, whatever. He picked us for his team. He said, I want that one. And so we have to really fall in line with that. You know what? I don't even want to say fall in line. We just, it's best if we come to an understanding that the way we are right now in our most imperfect state has already been accepted by someone else. And so then we can begin to accept ourselves for the way we are now, not for the way that we want to be, but for the way that we are now. And then we can start to show people the real us because I want to see the real you. I don't want to see the you that you want me to see or the you that you think I'll see or the you that you think I'll accept. I want to see the real you. I want to see the number one you. I want to see you in your greatest essence of you-ness. <laughs> I do. Because that's the person that I'm going to, that's the person I'm going to like. That's the person I'm going to want to be around. When you are being yourself, it attracts people. When you're really being who you are, when you're really being the person that you are, it attracts people, whether it's the good part of you or the bad part of you. Somebody out there will appreciate it. So seriously, do your thing. Be you. Be who you are. No matter who you're around. But yeah, be yourself, man. And accept yourself and love yourself and understand that you've already been accepted. And maybe next week we can talk about something other than who you are. Because maybe you've gotten it by now. Or maybe I've gotten it by now. Eh, Maybe not. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. Check us out every single Thursday right here at thestefang.com. A member of the Promise Life Network. I'll see you guys next week. Turkeys getting bread and getting cheddar. Don't get sandwiched by your real competitor. Let them up. I'm getting better. No time to be fed up. Go get us for false profits. Get stoned like Rosetta. I'm just getting started. Sorry, I can't let up. And even if I could, I wouldn't because it's a setup. For the next line, wait in line for the next time. My intellect's fine. What I find is nothing's really mine. I'm do whatever it takes to get better. I'm do whatever it takes to get better. Whatever it takes to get better, 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 better. I am better, better, better. I am whatever, ever, ever it takes to get better. I'ma do whatever it takes to get better. Whatever it takes to get better, 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 better. I am, I am whatever, ever.